Dudley Evanson. I'm a musician, videographer, photographer, author, wife, mother, grandmother, and business owner. Forty years ago, my husband Dean Evanson and I co-founded our record label, Soundings of the Planet. After years of hard work and a good bit of struggle, we are doing better than ever now, thankfully, that people can listen to our music on streaming services from anywhere in the world. I would love to be able to tell you a story of how I found joy and then share my process so you too could find joy. But life isn't quite so simple. And there's really no magic joy pill that will transform your life. Everyone has a different experience. When I got the request to contribute my story of inspiring joy, I thought I had all sorts of helpful things to share. But recently, I've been struggling with a conflict with someone I care about, and it has caused me to doubt my own process. We wish we could be joyful all the time, but maybe that's not realistic. Maybe there are other lessons to be learned from what life presents to us. As I've gotten older, I am much happier than I was in my youth. When I look at pictures of my younger self, I often see a girl with a frown, and it reminds me of some of the challenges of my early life when I had not yet found my place in the world. I had not yet discovered my passions or been able to develop my personal dreams. I was terribly shy and lacked self-confidence and had difficulty expressing myself. My joy had not yet been released. People who know me today might find that hard to believe because I am quite different from that girl just beginning life. In my second year of college, I experienced deep depression. It was circumstantial, based, and kind of a new challenge for me. I had thought it would never end. It really threw me for a loop. I had never had that happen in such a deep way before, and it put me in a dark state of despair and self-doubt that I thought would never end. I didn't even want to tell my parents because I didn't want them to worry about me, which would have added to my own burden. Depression is a horrible thing, and often when it hits you, it seems like it will never end. Fortunately, That first depression did end, and getting through it gave me the confidence to continue moving forward in my life and take the risks that would propel me toward my inevitable future. From an early age, I was interested in art, so in college I got a degree in art history. When I graduated, I moved to New York City and worked for Pan Am Airlines, which had the perk of a lot of discounted travel. After a year or so, I quit my job, but not before getting two round-the-world tickets for $90 each, and I took off with my sister for the big adventure. People thought we were a bit crazy and said they would be afraid to do such a thing. But for us, it didn't occur to us to be afraid. We were just excited for the adventure. A life of joy is to live your dreams. My dream is that my life is meaningful and that the things I do are beneficial to others and the planet. When I was young, I really didn't know just what that meant. For years, I have been on a quest to discover the who, the what, the why of me. I guess on some levels, that is everyone's life quest. 
today, as I approach 80, oh my gosh, I am blessed to be living the life of my dreams. But it certainly did not happen overnight. And it was definitely not without struggle and challenge and quite a bit of suffering. Yet for over seven decades, I have been moving in the direction of my dreams, following my passions, listening to my intuition, and yes, as a Scorpio, paying attention to my desires. What do I really want in life? I used to feel sort of guilty being a Scorpio, that stingray of the scorpion, and the mysterious power and passion that makes me who I am. But over the years, I have come to understand that that nature is a driving force. That passion, it moves me in the direction of my desires and, yes, of my dreams. What do I want in life? What lights me up? What inspires me and motivates me? When my first child was born, she was a Scorpio, and I got to understand without judgment, because she was my sweet baby girl, I couldn't judge her, that that desire is not a bad thing. Her first sentence was, I want. Ah, that helped me to understand that desire is not a bad thing, but it can be a motivator. She was just an innocent baby, and her natural being expressed desire. Good for her. And good for all of us when we can accept ourselves for who we naturally are. In fact, as a new mother, I discovered a journal I had kept from a few years before. In it, I had expressed my struggles to understand myself and become more of the kind of person I wanted to be, but never thought I could become. I really had to laugh when I read it because a lot of what I, what had transpired since that journal entry, I realized I had actually manifested much of it and was striving for it at the time. It was an early confirmation that dreaming can work. After my round-the-world adventure and living in Japan for a time learning photography, I had moved back to New York and was living in a fifth-floor walk-up on the Lower East Side. One autumn day in 1968, I was going across the hall to do some yoga and stretching in the vacant apartment when the door opened, and there was a most unusual man standing there. It was Dean Evanson, and he had just moved in. I apologized for trying to enter his apartment and invited him over for tea. Dean had just completed his master's degree in molecular biology, but had come to New York to follow a different path, a path of music, and to become a recording engineer. He was brimming with creative ideas and plans, and we became fast friends. It eventually became clear that here was a person I could completely relate to. I felt at home with him like I had never felt before in any of my other relationships. I felt I could be me. And there was no judgment and no conflict. We began to dream together and decided to combine our work in photography and music and get into filmmaking. One day we purchased a Sony video porta pack, which was a life changer for us. We discovered that at the time in Manhattan there was a growing movement of people using that video format to help bring about social change. In fact, it was a national and international situation, and we became part of that energy, which carried us around the country in search of inspiration and meaning. 
For a time, we lived and traveled in a converted school bus. I even gave birth to our second daughter in the bus, and of course, we videotaped it. We lived with very little. We bartered and traded and followed our dreams. We videotaped what we were interested in learning about. It was a powerful time of an emerging new consciousness. We learned from Native American wisdom keepers about the importance of taking care of Mother Earth. We learned from Indian gurus about meditation and yoga. We learned about natural childbirth and healthy eating and healing. The 60s had shown us what we were against, but it took the 70s to help us formulate ideas about what we were for. What kind of world did we want to create to replace the society we saw crumbling? But in 1979, we had hundreds of hours of video, but very few outlets to show them, because half-inch video predated VCRs, video cassettes, DVDs, and of course the internet, YouTube, and smartphones. That year, we were living in Tucson, Arizona, and had the opportunity to audio record a lecture by Baba Ramdas, the esteemed author of Be Here Now, which had been a big influence on all of our lives at the time. When we got 50 orders for the cassette tapes, we realized that people had access to that format. That was a pivotal moment for us, and it inspired us to produce our own music and begin our record label, Soundings of the Planet. So Dean spent the night in the desert and recorded the birds at dawn. He brought the field recordings back to our little makeshift studio, and we added our music of flute and harp to create the first album, which we called Desert Dawn Song. We duplicated the tapes ourselves and even silkscreened the covers for a while. That tape, along with the Evening with Ramdas tape and a few more, made our first offerings. We sold them at swap meets, and people said the music really helped them relax and meditate and even deal with chronic pain. Massage therapists loved them. Record store managers had never heard anything like our music and told us we would need to create our own genre. We knew that we needed to learn about distribution. And so we began a decades-long process of exploring the field of music of living our dreams, of starting from scratch, from nothing, from the great nothingness and creating musical experiences that could reach out to the world across hearts. We haven't dreamed this life into existence just for ourselves alone, though. Always, at every step on our path, our hope and our prayer has been that whatever we are doing, discovering, learning, planning, manifesting, that it is helpful in this overall trajectory of where we, as a human race, are heading. Ah, joy. What does it mean, happy, happy, whoopee-doo, happy all the time? Hmm, probably not. We go up, we go down. We experience loss and pain and even death of loved ones. Suffering exists. That is the reality. And yet, as we dive deep into the suffering that shows up in our lives, we get to, as they say, rise to the occasion. How do we handle the challenges? How do we react to the pain, whether physical or emotional? That reality is that how we respond to the bumps in the road, the struggles, the setbacks, 
our response actually determines how the next phase of our life unfolds. Everyone, and I mean everyone, experiences suffering, pain, loss, separation. How we deal with it determines the amount of joy we allow into our lives. Part of the joy of exploring life has put us in touch with great thinkers of our times. In the early days, we pointed our cameras in their direction and learned from them. Later, we spent years traveling to gatherings and conferences where we shared our music and we heard from these wonderful thought leaders as they shared what they had learned all these years about how to live on earth in a meaningful and peaceful way. And that beautiful wisdom found its way into our hearts. It continues to guide us in our daily lives as we confront struggles both large and small. After decades of making soothing instrumental recordings, I have found joy in adding my guided meditations and affirmations to the music. I take the spiritual principles that Dean and I have learned and speak them softly. The words have power of their own. I have also had fun writing about our experiences and the many lessons we have learned being on our path and published these writings in books and blogs and articles. There are principles of physics that control the material world. There are also these universal principles that determine the spiritual and emotional aspects of life. Our life quest has been to discover how life actually works, and it's brought us to this stage, and we love being able to share what we've been learning with the world. I am especially grateful for my good fortune in meeting Dean Evanson when we were both young and ready to be in partnership. Our relationship has been the greatest joy of my life. We have fun together as we co-dream and co-create our lives. We love making music together and spending time after dinner doing vocal toning. Ah, oh. (laughs) Merging our breath and our voices, breathing in and exhaling the long vowel tones. Travel has been a big part of our lives too, and it's brought us much joy. We are staying home more often these days, but we did get to have a great grand journey to France a few years ago when we followed in Claude Monet's footsteps. We especially love being in the small French village of Giverny. This is the site of the Impressionist Master's home and beautiful water and flower gardens. That trip and the field recordings and videos we made there were very inspirational to our recent musical expression, Monet's Garden. We discovered a lot of parallels with our lives and Monet's life. He faced many struggles early in his career, but he stayed the course and didn't give up. We also struggled and were greatly in debt when over the years multiple distributors went bankrupt on us, owing us quite a bit of money. But we didn't give up. We learned to flow through the changes and kept a hopeful attitude. Thankfully, things have worked out. Nature is important to us as it was with him. We even have similar gardens at home. We love working out in the gardens, growing food and tending to our many perennials and flowering bushes and trees. Many days will find us outside videotaping and photographing our gardens or meditating by the river that flows past our land. And as always, we are dreaming of a better life 
for everyone in the world and how we can help create it. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time.